In a League of Their Own podcast is brought to you by Smooth My Balls. Are you sick of snagging your nuts or cutting yourself with a generic Bic razor or generic clipper? Well, now you don't have to worry. Smooth My Balls offers a five-star below-the-belt care for men, starting with the Turf Chopper 3.0, the next-level razor that provides a very smooth and clean finish with no cuts on your sack. And coming in for the closer, you got the Pube Muncher 1.0, a compact mini vac that cleans up the job with no hair left behind. Head over to smoothmyballs.com today and use code league at checkout for 15% off your top of the line men's grooming kit. Again, that's league L E A G U E for 15% off smooth. My balls shave like a pro. Rep Sports. Rep Sports is a leading supplements and nutrition company that provides everything from pre-workout and protein to recovery supplements. If you're looking for a healthy pick-me-up, Rep also offers Raise Energy, a zero-sugar drink that helps with workout, with workout and recovery uh, mental focus as well. Head over to repsports.com today and use code LEAGUE for 15% off your order. That's L-E-A-G-U-E for 15% off. Golf kicks. Tired of wearing the same old pair of boring golf shoes? Not the most comfortable? Now you don't have to worry. Customize all types of shoes from Crocs to flip-flops, sneakers to boat shoes, and wear them in style while you rip it up on the course. Head over to golfkicks.com and use code OWN20 at checkout to get a 20% discount on your order. That's O-W-N-20. Screw your shoes. Dreamer loot. Want to rep the best up-and-coming sports podcast? Of course you do. Head over to streamerloot.co today and check out our first line of, of merch. We have t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, and stickers. Again, that is streamerloot.co to check out our merch. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Today, uh, the 2021 NFL schedule was released, and we're going to be breaking it down for you. There goes that man's jockstrap. <laughs> oh my God, did you see that? <laughs> America's team? Yeah, right. Oh, baby, it's a big day in sports. There's nothing like battling it out with your teammates all season long to go win a championship. Green Bay's got it this year. Huge move for him. I think it's going to be a game changer. We have a lot to talk about this busy week in the sports world. Welcome to the In a League of Their Own podcast. All right, so we have our final records uh made up from the whole schedule starting from the top afc north what do you got the browns going next this year 10 and 7 i got them going 11 and 6 i think i'm going undefeated at home i I don't know if i picked them losing at home at all uh steelers eight and nine five and (laughs) twelve ravens ten and seven eight and nine Bengals. six and eleven Five and twelve. AFC South Titans. Eleven and six. That's what I have as well. Colts. Nine and eight. I got the Colts going ten and seven. The Jaguars. Five and twelve. Six and eleven. And the Texans. Four and thirteen. Three and fourteen. Uh AFC East Bills. Eleven and six. Twelve and five. Patriots. Ten and seven. That's what I have as well. Dolphins. Six and eleven. Five and twelve. Jets. Seven and ten. Eight and nine. Um oh, that's crazy right there. The Jets doing better than the Dolphins. 
But I mean, the Dolphins aren't anything to write home about either. So I guess that's not as surprising as I'm making it be. But uh, end of the AFC West, Chiefs. 12 and 5. That's what I have as well. Raiders. 10 and 7. 6 and 11. Chargers. 9 and 8. 10 and 7. Broncos. 6 and 10. 3 and 14. Uh, over to the NFC North, Packers. 12 and 5. 13 and 4. Vikings. 10 and 7. 11 and 6. Bears. 7 and 10. 8 and 9. Lions. 8 and 9. Ooh. 6 and 11. NFC South, uh, the Bucks. 12 and 5. That's what I have as well. Saints. 14 and 3. Holy shit. I got them going 9 and 8. Panthers. 3 and 14. 5 and 12. Falcons. 8 and 9. Uh, 9 and 8. NFC East, the Cowboys. 7 and 10. 11 and 6. Giants. 8 and 9. 10 and 7. Eagles. 3 and 14. 4 and 13. And Washington. 9 and 8, winning the division. 8 and 9. Um, NFC West. Rams. 9 and 8. 11 and 6, Seahawks. 10 and 7. 12 and 5, Cardinals. 9 and 8. 10 and 7, and the Niners. 9 and 8. 11 and 6. So that's the division that I have that potentially all four teams could make it 11 and 6, 12 and 5, 10 and 7, 11 and 6. All are double digit wins. Yeah, I have 10 and 7, 9 and 8, 9 and 8, 9 and 8 for that division. That's crazy. It's definitely the toughest division in football. For sure. That's why their records are going to be so close like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, otherwise, the one that stands out to me, I have the Giants going 10-7, and seven, which is crazy. Um, yeah, I got the Washington football team winning that division again. I got and the 9-8 winning the last game over the Giants. All right. Yeah, I got the Cowboys winning the East, and then the Bucks winning the South at 12-5. and five. Got the Saints winning. Oh yeah, thirteen and four. You had them fourteen and three. Fourteen and three. So they got the best division in the in football. They have the here. best record in football. Yep. Um, NFC North. I got the Packers winning it thirteen and four. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. So then, what is it? The top eight teams would make it in each. In what division? Like in the AFC, yeah. No, it's still seven. Seven from each side. Oh, yeah, and the one gets the bye. Yeah. So the Chiefs, I have top in the AFC. Um, I got the Bills and Chiefs both at 12 and 5. I, uh, I don't remember if they, if they played each other, but obviously whoever won that would get the tiebreaker. Or no, it goes to division record and then conference record and then head-to-head, I think. So... Yeah, either for me it'd be Chiefs. Chiefs would get it. Then it would be I have Titans, Bills with eleven and eleven and six, so they'd be in there. And then it'd be the last teams would be Raiders, Patriots, Browns, and Ravens. Yeah, so I'd have either the Bills or the Chiefs. Don't know who'd get the the one seed there. And then the same teams coming out. 
And then Titans and Browns are 11 and six. And then, so that's four teams, Patriots 10 and seven, Colts 10 and seven. So that's six. And then I got the Ravens eight and nine jets eight and nine. So those two would fight to see whoever the last was jets potentially making the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) I definitely wanted to guess that dude, but I don't know. I just, I haven't, I haven't struggling to start the year. Loss, loss, win, loss, loss, loss. So sit one and five to start the season. So apparently I got them getting their shit together. Yeah, the I, have them, half. I have them one and eight to start. Or one and seven, excuse me, to start the year. So then over on the NFC side, I'd have the Packers with the one seed, the Bucks with the two seed, or the Seahawks. Both are 12 and five. Um, so that's three teams, Vikings, 11 and six, 49ers, 11 and six, and the Rams, 11 and six. So that's five teams. But you got to take the division winner out of the East. Okay. Out of the West. Yeah. The West. So it'd be the Seahawks. Okay. So Seahawks, Cowboys, Seahawks, Cowboys, Bucks, Packers, and then your three divisional team or the three wild card teams would be the Vikings and the Rams and the Niners. All are eleven and six. Shit, how I would have it, it would be Saints with the one, Packers, Bucks, two, three, Seahawks, then Washington football team, and then I don't know how that would, it would be. It would be either between. Well, no, I got the Vikings in there too. So Bucks, Saints, Vikings, Packers, Washington football team, Seahawks, whom, and I'm missing one more team. It'd be the next team. So it'd either be the Rams, Cardinals, or the Niners, whoever has the best divisional record. <laughs> and I have them all going nine and eight. So that's a crapshoot. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, all these seem pretty realistic. There's a couple head scratchers. Like I said, got the Giants going 10 and 7 and the the uh the Jets going eight and nine, having a losing record potentially making the playoffs the way I have it set up. So aside from that, it all seems pretty realistic. Again, kind of biased having the Packers with the best record, but also, I didn't expect them to go thirteen and three two straight seasons. So, <laughs> I got the I got the Saints at the top. I feel like Breeze walking away. You have James coming in, wanting to really earn a spot, and especially now that he can see and everything. Plus, Tampa Bay being the team that kicked him to the curb, and then they just wanted win won a Super Bowl. I feel like he's just going to be gunning for everybody's heads this year. Like I feel like he's literally going to try to win MVP. Yeah, I mean, if he comes out with that mindset. And he's I mean, got the weapons to do it. Oh, for sure. And a good defense to back him up. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even still, I got the Saints with a winning record, 9-8. and eight. Although, it, with my scenario, they'd miss out on the playoffs. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think the biggest matchup of the year is? I obviously think it's going to be Tom and going back to New England. I think that's going to be the 
like the yeah probably the closest one i know like packers chiefs is going to be a, another one although i think you really it's gonna... think that game's going to be close <sighs> i don't it should be it should be close it's later in the year if it was early yeah, if it was earlier can... in the year i'd say that i'd probably put what i had the chiefs winning it if it was early in the year but i think it's like week 7 or week 9 so both team, I take I, I take a prime Green Bay Packers in their best shape over a, a, a Chiefs in their best shape. I just think the Chiefs with their fucking pretty much unstoppable offensive line that they have now, all Pro Bowlers, uh, it's gonna be tough to fucking get to Mahomes. Yeah, I mean it's always been tough to get to Mahomes, <laughs> but now that he's actually got blockers for one time in his life, yeah, this is the first time he's had that good of a line. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucs basically were the only team to expose them last year. Otherwise. Well, and that's because the Bucks D-line is insane. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun year for sure. Yet again, it's still going to be really interested in Deshaun Watson, what's happening with him, because supposedly he came out and said that all the suits are going to be settled or whatever. And then one of the lawyers came out and said, no, there ain't no chance of this being settled anytime soon. Yeah. But supposedly there are still like seven or eight teams that are still interested in Deshaun Watson pending what all goes through. So, yeah. I mean, if something happens at this point, it's going to be after June 1st, just with the cap, saving the cap space on guys like that. Even Rogers. I mean, essentially Rogers kind of has really two or three weeks to make up his mind on that contract offer from the Packers. And obviously if he doesn't accept it before June one, then all of a sudden the tables turn back the other way and he's going to be probably gone. If he can't make, if he can't, they come up, can't come up with a deal in the next three weeks here. Say that again. Like it, like Rogers got the offer earlier this week. If he it was from May six, so last week technically. Okay, so was when it was came came out. So June one is kind of that that point where if teams are going to trade or get rid of somebody, they're saving a lot of cap space. Doing it after. Yeah, by doing it after. So if Rod, like, Rod, if Rogers is going to stay, if he doesn't do it before June one, teams are going to be ringing off the hook because he's going to be cheaper is what I'm saying. So if, if he, if he hasn't, if Green Bay doesn't sign him before June 1st, I think that it turns the tables again. Cause it seems at the, at the time, does this, the ocean's kind of settled and it's kind of calm and Rogers is going to stay. But if it goes, I mean, why wouldn't it be signed in three, three or four weeks? Because there's obviously still stuff going on or he's not happy with the numbers. So as soon as June one comes, those phones are going to be ringing off the hook and somebody else is going to put together a package for him that he's going to like. Well, earliest rumors on that contract was that it would have made him the highest paid quarterback by far. I think it was like $70 million a season that they were going to give him. It was something ridiculous, but suppose I guess that the money isn't the big issue for him. So like, I, I think personally, the longer he waits, the more the Packers have control because we do have him under contract until 2023 whether or not he wants to be a Packer or not, it doesn't matter. We already said we weren't trading him and we're not going to. So I feel like he'd be, it'd be stupid on his part to 
try to force your way out when you have no leverage in your contract plus you have zero guaranteed money coming in yeah <laughs> like you're basically in the worst position possible and obviously that's why you make a ruckus to try to make it something happen but also at the same time green bay could totally turn around and fuck them you know yeah. well, like that's a thing. like kind of like the Brett far like what that happened to like Obviously, he would have been a Packer for forever, but we had Aaron Rodgers, and it was his turn to go. So it's kind of like, okay, move on. Like, we know that you'd love to play for the Packers, but at this point, Aaron Rodgers is our guy. Sorry, we got to let you go type of deal mm-hmm. where this could totally be something in the works with us just signing Blake Bortles. Now we have two quarterbacks on the roster. We still have those two guys coming in for that rookie camp thing. And this whole deal is like working on being done. Um, John Kuhn mentioned today on the Pat McAfee show when he made an appearance with AJ Hawk that he thinks it's something way beyond the money. Like he, he, since he actually works for the Packers, he couldn't really say too much because he said that they gave him strict guidelines of what he could say and what he couldn't say, because he obviously knows the details of all this, but he basically just said that, it's not as bad as people really like made it out to be in the media made it out to be things are a lot better than planned. And supposedly the deal that was offered was literally to make him the highest paid quarterback ever. Yeah. Kind of going back to what you said though, about him not having any guaranteed money, the pack that's he's that's that's what he wants. He doesn't want the biggest contract in NFL history. He wants security and guaranteed money knowing that he could play for the Packers forever and still getting paid. I think that's what John Kuhn kind of like was leaning towards when he was talking. It was kind of like he's in for like the guaranteed money type of thing instead of he doesn't give a shit about being the highest paid quarterback of all time. He just wants guaranteed money, a good chunk to be able to play for the Packers. Like basically like the money that you'd give somebody showing him that, hey, you're our guy type yeah. of thing. Well, the point I was I was going to make, though, is that because he doesn't have guaranteed money, he's more disposable. The Packers don't owe him shit, so why keep – if you owe the guy millions and millions and millions of dollars, yes, you're going to be more obliged to keep him because whether he's on your roster or you get rid of him, you owe him that money. He has no guaranteed money. He's e- more easily disposable. But if he walks away, he owes the Packers $22 million. That's nothing to Rodgers. That's half a year's salary for him. Well, he has zero money coming in. Well, yeah, from the Packers, but State Farm commercials. I'm sure he makes money golfing when he's in the off season, Not getting into tournaments. Million, no. no, but he's got. I guarantee that. Like, yes, 22 million sounds like a lot, but when you're an NFL quarterback, if he really wanted out, that 22 million wouldn't be anything to him. That's if he really wants out again. Because that, that's like if if the pat if he if the Packers had guaranteed money on him, I think that this was the situation would have been resolved before it even got to the media. Honestly, because now that he knows he's disposable, it's going to it's just bringing more attention to the media. Oh, he. Cause like that, that wasn't even really like known until like maybe six months to a year ago that Packers or that Rogers 
contract had zero guaranteed money. It was just when he re-signed his, his extension like two years back, oh, boom, this is his extension. This is how much it's worth. And then however many months ago, oh, by the way, none of that was guaranteed. And then everybody went in uproar. What the hell? They're not paying this guy guaranteed money. So it's just that's where the media trail started all the way back with this to where if they just gave the, gave the guy guaranteed money up front, they would have they would have sat down in, in a room on in one go and settled the whole thing and made him happy. But it all comes back to not giving the guy guaranteed money. It shows, oh, we're you're not worth enough to us to keep us here. You're disposable. If you want to leave, leave, even though they say they won't trade him. So it's but also who's to say at the same time, if you give him the guaranteed money, you put the ball in his court, then he sits out and you still have to pay the guy. That yeah. bites you. That bites you double. Well, that could happen with any player though. You know what I mean? Oh, and it, it, it happens all the time. What's happening with Deshaun Watson. I don't know how much they owe him, but he has a lot of guaranteed money from the Texans, whether he plays for them or not this year. Oh, I'm curious. Because he just signed, he he had a, a decent sized contract not too long ago. Yeah, he signed a four year, one hundred fifty six million dollar contract. But how much of that was guaranteed? Probably almost half, if not guaranteed over half. At, guaranteed at signing was seventy three million dollars. So half, half of that was guaranteed then. And this is twenty twenty one. So he got a $5.4 million signing bonus this season. He's $15.9 million against the cap. If they don't have him on the team, he's $67 million in dead cap. Towards so if them. They, so if they let him leave, that's how much money he's going to cost them? If his cap hit, it would be fifteen point nine. if they let him walk. Oh, okay. After June 1, it would be 10.5. But the amount of dead cap, that's like $67 million is is what he takes up of their roster. It's like the $180 million or whatever the cap's at, he holds $67 million of that with his contract. Because that'd be your dead cap. Okay. So then, yeah. So his base salary this season was ten million dollars with a five point four. So that's where you get the fifteen point nine is what his cap hit would be because the five point four signing bonus plus his ten million that he and then next season. Oh my god. Next season he's guaranteed his base salary is thirty five million dollars. With a five point four million next year, he's forty point four million dollars against the cab. Then the That's year crazy. after, he's forty two point four against the cab. If he's still on the team on the Houston Texans in twenty twenty three, they almost seventeen million dollar roster bonus for being on the team <laughs> for just showing up seventeen million bucks. <laughs> Yep, and he gets $5.4 million every single year for his signing bonus. He got 7.4 his first season, or not his first season. This was just since his last contract. Shit. So he's made a fuck ton of money. (laughs) I wonder why you can afford to drag this whole shit out. Total guaranteed money from that contract that he signed, the four-year, 
is $110 million, $717,123 is what he's actually guaranteed. So $101 million over four years guaranteed. Jeez. It's like $25 million a year. And he literally wouldn't have to play football. No. That's guaranteed money. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's not even the highest paid. Who was the highest paid guy now? Mahomes. Or no. Well, Dak Prescott with his new deal he just signed. I think he gets like fifty million in his first year, I wanna say, and then it goes down. Yeah. Yeah, he sent a four-year. Yeah, he signed for four more, four more million dollars than Sean did. He's four-year, hundred and sixty million guaranteed, one hundred and twenty-six million dollars. That's Prescott. Yeah. The, oh, so they just made his signing bonuses huge as fuck. So he gets nine million dollars base salary, plus he gets a thirteen point two million dollars for signing contract. And then his signing bonuses for the next four seasons, he gets $13.2 million at the beginning of every season for the signing bonus. And then, in, and then in 2024, if he's still on the roster, he gets a $5 million bonus. But that's nothing compared to baseball money, though, dude. Well, yeah, but they also do... 10, 12, 14-year contracts. Well, and they also play 182 games instead of 17. 162. Or, yeah, 162 instead of 17. But also, they they don't play every single game. They probably play three half to three-quarters of them because they have off days where other people come in. Unless you're Mike Trout. Yeah. Or like but Bryce also, Harper. But also he's a center fielder, so he isn't at the if you're a left for if you're left fielder, right field, you're running a hell of a lot more than a center fielder. I think that almost be opposite. If you're center, you're probably running right field like more because you got to get to all the gaps. Yeah, but left and right field, you're you're just guarding the lines more. Yeah, but you're you have to play out of bounds too. And if and if there's if there's a ball left center or right center, sometimes the right fielder comes over or left fielder comes out and gets it. So you don't have to do anything sometimes. Yeah, but the center fielder's gotta run all the way and be the backup. So the center fielder's gotta run all the way to back the center plus be behind the guy in case the ball gets by him. Yeah. And every play. But then you also have being the outfielder, right field, you gotta come down to first base every time the catcher is going to throw it down to first. You're the guy that backs that up. So, I guess it'd be I guess it'd be interesting to see like what position runs the most in a year or just in a game. I bet second and shortstop play the most or first base. Run the most? Play the most games in a season. Oh no, I'll say run the most like running like tracking how far like who what position is running the most every game it's got to be an outfielder i think i was gonna say i was gonna get shortstop 
but the shortstop is only moving 10 feet in either direction but usually a handful of times a game we're an outfielder and you may get one ball all game yeah but you might be running 100 plus feet for that one ball right but moving being a shortstop covering second base on steals you're moving over on that plus double play balls you're moving over to second base i wonder it would be interesting i'm looking it up right now what position runs the the pitcher oh the pitcher is the most important position okay yeah, it's the most important, uh, but who runs the most? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really. Obviously, the most physically demanding is going to be a catcher. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's not showing. Apparently, maybe there's not hasn't been a study done on it that... As to what position runs the most in in uh, baseball. Hardest position to play, catcher, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I guess it depends how good your pitchers are, too. Because if your pitcher's having a rough game, you're outfielders are gassed <laughs> well anybody is going to be gassed you're going to be moving all the time yeah where if your pitch is good you you might not even fucking touch one ball all game yeah which i guess that's probably why it's hard to like do a study on it because you could literally be gassed and fucking running hundreds of feet a game in some games you move five feet <laughs> or sometimes all they're hitting is home runs and all you're doing you're not even moving yeah, you just turn to look at it and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not getting that. <laughs> yeah, um, suppose we could kind of wrap it up here. Um, Sounds good. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously, well, NFL season is kind of a ways away. This is really the last thing until OTAs, which a bunch of teams are even opting out of. OTAs aren't even really going to be a thing, so training camp. Yeah, they are, though. Uh, Minnesota Vikings are going to be in the building this week. Patriots have 50 guys in their building working out. Um, so basically all the players who thought that they had leverage, whoever was the first moron to show up in the building and start working out ruined it for everyone. So now every team's going to be in there because all the coaches are going to be, all oh, this team's in there. We got to be in there. They're getting a competitive advantage. So you know how that goes. So yeah. every, team, every team's going to be. Yeah, so I mean, it's May, so it's gonna be the other day. June, July, two and a half months yet. Yeah, Adam Thielen broke that news the other day on accident. He slipped up when he was talking, and he's just like, "Oh shoot!" (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in, everybody. Um, Again, feel free to drop comments on what you guys think your team, favorite team, or teams, or if you want to go through the whole schedule like we did and kind of make your predictions as well. Um, it's hey, fun. one last prediction here before we shut her down. MVP, who you got? Offensive and defensive. Let's go offensive and defensive. Who's going to win MVP? So 
Well, because well, that's technically three different players because there's MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, and Defensive Player of the Year. But doesn't whoever usually wins the MVP usually win? No, for the defensive. Because Rogers won MVP and Derrick Henry won Offensive Player of the Year. Well, that's because he ran over two thousand. You know what I mean? If if Rogers went to got MVP, Derrick Henry would have got MVP. Yeah, Offensive Player of the Year. Is that how it is though? I feel like they don't. They make sure that. I don't know if they make it so that the MVP can be Offensive Player of the Year. All you got to do is just look at the GOAT. I'm just looking at Tom Brady Awards here. Because if somebody was going to do it, he would have done it. No, because 2019, Michael Thomas was Offensive Player of the Year. He didn't, he didn't get MVP. 2018, Patrick Mahomes got it. Did he win MVP 2018 or did he win it 2019? Um, no, Lamar Jackson got it in 2019. Aaron Rodgers did it. Back, when, in, back in when they won the Super Bowl. Twenty nineteen offense. No, it's always Drew Brees, two thousand eleven offensive player of the year. Fucking dude, I I got a botched Google. I swear to God, because like how I was telling you before, oh, I couldn't even find the schedule. Oh, I something's wrong with my. Like head. I said, I'm pretty sure I've never. That's they like the NFL makes sure that happens. That whoever the MVP is can't win offensive player of the year. It's basically. Basically the runner up. So like how you always have your three your three candidates for MVP every year. Whoever's best gets MVP, whoever's second best, if it's an offensive player, usually gets offensive player of the year. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, top three then. Who you got? Okay, I'm gonna say gosh. Um I don't, do you have somebody in mind? I got to think on it for a second. Yeah, I have all three in mind. Okay, go for it. MVP, I got Jameis Winston. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, you laugh, dude. You fucking laugh. Oh, my God. Okay. When you go 14 and three this season, I'm going to tell you fucking <laughs> didn't spin, bud. Uh, but, yeah, okay. I, got, I got Jameis MVP. Who's your offensive player of the year? So here's where if Jameis doesn't win MVP, he's going to win offensive player of the year for like, cause he's going to go off the season. So fuck you, dude. You see- <laughs> I, I can't keep a straight face listening to Jameis Winston and MVP in the same fucking sentence. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. And then I'm going to, um, the other person I'm going to have is Aaron, Mr. Aaron Rodgers again. Okay. Well, those two are going to be it's MVP player of the year. Both of those guys are going to be one, two. And then for defense, for some reason, I feel like JJ Watt is going to hit a new rebirth in Arizona. And I feel like he's going to win another defense player of the year. Okay. So 
I am going to say Derrick Henry goes back to back offensive player of the year. <laughs> At least that's realistic. <laughs> I'm gonna say he goes back to oh I'm gonna say he goes back <laughs> I'm gonna say he goes back to back offensive player of the year. I don't know if he'll touch two thousand yards, but I could see him hitting seventeen, eighteen hundred again. Oh, MVP though. You realize the only person to ever go back to back it was LT when he scored his like forty touchdowns. It was okay. I could see Derrick Henry matching it though. Yeah. And speaking of rebirths. Matthew Stafford for MVP. Jesus. Los Angeles Rams. What do you have the record? 11 and 6. 11 and 6. I think I could see him because he, look at what he did in Detroit with shit. And it doesn't necessarily, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's going to transfer. You'd like to think that it would, but that doesn't guarantee it. No, I don't know. I like Matt Stafford, though. I've always liked him. Because he's going against a lot tougher defenses all season long now, too. Yeah. I don't know. I just like like Matt Stafford. The D-lines that he's got to face, dude. He's got to face Watt two times a season. He's got to face Donald two times a season. Name one great defensive line in that even Khalil Mack was the one good to deep Smith to Zadarius. He did pretty good too, but like those guys are in no breath. Khalil is, but it's no breath. And Joey Bose is back to full health. Oh, Nick Bose. I mean, sorry for. And Joey, both of them were hurt. I think. Yeah. Both of them were hurt last year. That's why I think the Chargers are going to do a lot better this year too. Their defense Melvin Ingram, their linebacker, he was done like all season. Boso was out all their defense was I feel bad for their coach that got let go. All like all their defensive stars got fucking hurt. And then they were in the most one score games out of any team last year in the NFL. And he gets cut. Yeah. But for defensive, defensive player of the year, Jadavian Clowney. 14 and a half sacks. I'm calling it. Jadavian Clowney. He's gonna in Cleveland, 14 and a half sacks. Mark it down. It's possible. I'll say he at least breaks 10, but I think for like four, 13 and a half to 15 would solidify him as defensive player of the year. Yeah. How you like think Matt Stafford, dude? That's what I'm saying is gonna be Jameis throwing a Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara out of the backfield and they're He's going to be good. He's going to have the most passing. He's going to have the most passing yards. That doesn't mean he's going to have the most touchdowns or least amount of picks, but he's going to have the most passing yards. Which is puts you right there in that conversation for offensive player of the year. But I mean, Rogers won it. I think he was like sixth or seventh for the year for passing yards. Yeah, but he's got like fucking four picks. 48, yeah. 48 touchdowns, I think, five. Yeah, that was his 48 and five. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, you always – I'd say by week six, we'll be able to see if 
Jameis Winston is realistic. Matthew Stafford's Stafford. real, realistic. By week six, basically by week six, all those picks will be able to see if what we said is gonna. Yeah. Because JJ Watt and Clowney would have to have probably five sacks probably at by least, week six at least. Yeah. Because it's gonna, they'll slow down. They'll slow down as the the year as guys get more conditioned and they get like used to these edge rushers more. Yeah, but with these OTAs and all the virtual stuff that they're doing, a lot of players are saying that their like careers are gonna last a lot longer because they're not like John Kuhn was talking about that today. I almost pissed myself. Him and AJ Hawk, like they're best buddies, like Kuhn and Hawk. And they talked about how they're like they're like best friends, but in practice, neither one of them, like OTAs, neither one of them could swallow their pride. And they'd fucking go 100 miles an hour and fucking slam into each other all the time. And he's like, I guess Kuhn was like, yeah, I guess we just never had that gentleman's agreement to be like 80%. We'll go 80%. Because he goes, I couldn't trust that AJ was going to let up. (laughs) And then they talked about this other nutcase that they had on the Packers. I don't even know his name. I don't even think he played on the starting roster. But this guy was just a savage in OTAs because he wants to make a roster and wants to play. I guess this dude just goes the balls to the wall. And Jeff Saturday, when he came to the Packers this last season, first goddamn OTA, this dude bull rushed him and canned Saturday. And Saturday got up, took all his helmet off and shit and said, all right, I'm out. I'll be back in two weeks. <laughs> and he, he left and just took all the fines and came back two weeks later because <laughs> Some young kid just fucking canned him, and he's in his last season, you know, thinking he's going to go through it nice and easy. And some motherfucker cans him in the first practice. <laughs> but, yeah, he was just like, OTAs is just a beast by guys fucking each other up, basically. Like, a lot of concussions and stuff happen. They say a lot of the injuries that nag guys all season long happen in OTAs, and now you're taking that out of the picture. Guys' careers are going to last a lot longer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll see once the NFL season rolls around. Um, again, did, did you happen to see that video of the the two little kids playing football that went viral? Which one, dude? These kids are doing this. They're like four years old, five years old, and they're fully dressed in pads. So one kid's up, gets the ball, and he's running. And the defensive player, like, it's like you're trying to cut somebody off out of bounds except for the defensive player just runs and they turn around and you're stopped stuck and the running backs full motor going at you. And the running back kid lowers his head and fucking runs this kid over. This kid's not moving, dude. Like this kid gets fucked up at like five years old, full blown concussion to the head. And it's just like, uh, Sean Merriman, you remember who that is, right? Yeah, for the Chargers. He wants to do the same drill with the coach that ran the drill. <laughs> he called him out and said he wants to run the same drill with the coach and show him what it's like. <laughs> I didn't know if you happened to see that or not because that like was blowing up all about football and like CTE and all that shit. I know it's stirred it's, a huge pot. Yeah, well, I know as of late, even just like a lot of the younger football is turning into flag football. They don't even allow contact until like high school or middle school in a lot of areas now. Um, Smart. Yeah, I think you it's a good idea. You don't idea. really need to know how to. 
anybody can learn how to tackle. You can learn the mechanics to tackle, you know, so you don't need to be beating the piss out of your body, you know, work on the skills, like pretty much everything's turning into skill-based game anyway. Linebackers are no longer meatheads. You got to be able to run like a four, four to be able to cover the tight ends and wide receivers. So everything's really changing more to like speed, speed, speed. So I feel like you don't really need to lay on that hardcore contact as a young kid. High school school is when you should start contact hockey. I would say those a little different though, because that's such a big part of the game, getting using your body to protect the puck where in football, you don't really have that because you just have one guy holding the ball to your chest. Yeah. Yeah. Um, We'll see you guys tomorrow. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, we'll be diving into some sports news. Yeah, tomorrow's Thursday. Some reason, some reason I was thinking it was Friday. So yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back two more days uh, for some sports news. Uh, if you haven't yet, go check out our interview we had yesterday with Jake Adams. It was great sitting down with him. And also, NHL playoffs start this weekend. Check out our Instagram page um there's a link to our nhl bracket challenge the bracket is not finalized yet but you can go in and start registering for that it's finalized it's finalized now oh is it okay cool. i believe i believe so montreal's playing toronto winnipeg's playing edmonton i think uh that was the last one uh otherwise vegas colorado yeah just one second here i think that was finished though I think if Vegas won and Colorado lost. Where's my phone? No, Colorado needed to win one game. Get one point. And if Colorado got that, then it was completely done. Because I saw that it was locked up and I bet they're playing. Yeah. Avalanche win. Game over. It's over. Okay. And and the Blues beat the Wild. So, yep. It's official. Vegas will be taking on St. Louis and Colorado will be taking on uh minnesota and colorado's got the the home ice advantage there all right cool so then yeah the bracket is finalized go to caulfield caulfield netted one tonight let's go scored the dude oh let a boy he got a goal and an assist dope yeah so he's got four points now He's got four goals and one assist. He's got five, five points. points. Here. Yeah, and McDavid had two. But yeah, so bracket challenge is finalized then, it sounds like. So yep. again, go over to our Instagram or um, our email as well. Feel free to email us. Just get, get a hold of us in any way you can if you are unable to find our Instagram again in the league of their own podcast. Um, yeah. Check out the link on there. Uh, register, uh, make your picks for the bracket challenge. We're going to be doing giveaways uh, for our merch for the top three winners. So free to enter, you get to win some free stuff potentially. So feel free to go check that out, whether you know everything about hockey or you're literally going to make picks based on who you think the coolest mascot is. <laughs> Um, and depending how many people we do get in the bracket challenge, could be the top five people getting prizes, depending on how many people we get. Yeah. So, 
go sign up yourself. Tell your friend. Tell your grandma. Tell your great great grand uncle. That's not even a thing. Free to enter for a chance to win some super dope merchandise. So, who doesn't love winning free shit? Exactly. So, so yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Everybody, enjoy the rest of your nights slash morning, and yeah, we will see you then. Peace.